Hello and welcome to We Heard Wonders, the podcast that was borderline unlistenable last week. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Ian and I'm a guitarist with Glasgow band The Deadline Shakes and you can find us on all the social media places at Deadline Shakes. My name's Andrew, I review music on Instagram at kidagh86. Yeah, that was you. You you suffered for your art last week. You I did a wee bit. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, if you record enough stuff, uh, we were saying this in the car the other day. If you record mm. enough stuff, then uh, you know, eventually something will Something's go wrong. Gonna happen, it's yeah. just the way it is. Mm. So it was just a bit loud, and then that made it sound a bit fuzzy. But um, it looks like we won't have that problem this week. Yeah, we've been, we've been very vigilant this week with, <laughs> with all the, the setting up, the technical stuff. Yeah. yeah well, so you say that. I mean, we did arrive to do this podcast yesterday <laughs> and couldn't do it because I've forgotten a cable. Oh. So we have rescheduled again and again and again. So it's what it is. There we go. Yeah. So apologies again for anybody that was really struggling last week. I I, I listened to the podcast just to kind of make sure that it sounds okay uh, first thing in the morning in the shower, and it sounded fine to me in the shower, but. Suddenly, people are saying, "My ears, my ears." <laughs> it's pretty, pretty harsh. But, uh. I worry about your musical credentials when you listen to stuff off the phone <laughs> in the shower. I imagine you only listening on like the perfect record right. player with it. You know, like Putin, like Vladimir Putin. Right. He's a big vinyl record collector. Is he yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the thing that upset me most—you were upset about the audio. I was upset about the fact that spiritualized the audio for that. It yeah. sounded like it had been slowed down. That and was then really played weird. on top of itself. Yeah. It was really strange. It was like, have you ever seen those videos of the Beach Boys shredded? Yes. Yeah, it sounded like that to me. It it really upset me, the idea that maybe somebody was listening to Spiritualize for the first time and they were thinking, what the hell is this? This is is what it sounds like. Actually, that was, um, so I I just get the tracks from a source online to put on here. And it's all above board, everyone. We've paid our dues, don't worry. But um, that's what they had presented. So I just downloaded it. And uh, played it on our podcast and it was, in fact, the wrong one. It wasn't what we'd reviewed, but uh, you may not have noticed because those of you who listened late in the week, it was fixed, I think, by the weekend or something, so you might yeah. not even have noticed. Um, anyway, is what it is. So let's move on with uh, let's move on with today's podcast. So um, we've got a couple of things to talk about, haven't we? Like, um, we do, yeah. We're going to have a competition this week. We do. Tell us all about it, Andrew. I'm so thrilled. <laughs> Well, uh, regular listeners, listeners will know that we've started our uh, vinyl segment where I kind of talk about an album from my collection. Yeah. And we've been struggling for a few weeks to think of a name. Um, so top shelf material wasn't going anywhere. No, I didn't like I've that. been thinking <laughs> over the last kind of week or so, and the best that I can come up with is uh, shelf expression, <laughs> which is absolutely awful. So we really, really need some help with this. Oh my God. So, I know. Do we ever? <laughs> so... Yeah, so that's what the competition is going to be about. So we've got an LP here and we would really like you guys to kind of give us some suggestions for the segment name. Yeah, so how, how are we going to pick the winner? Are we just going to decide what we think is... Yeah, just just the one that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, so no. basically, if you're trying to win this, try and think about what most closely aligns <laughs> with Ian and Andrew's yeah. values. Try and think of a, one that we're not going to be embarrassed to say every week yeah. and then... You might be on the wrong right Yeah, that'll, that. that'll rule it out if we have to be embarrassed by saying it. Like, this isn't yeah. naming a pub quiz team. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're trying to name <laughs> a proper thing here. Exactly. Take yeah. it seriously, yeah. So we've got um, th- the album that we reviewed a single from, Snail Mail, uh, Valentine. We've got that LP on lovely gold vinyl. Yes. Okay, so a nice gold prize for, for the person that comes up with the best name. I'm going to ASMR um, this year. I'm, I'm actually touching yeah, it right now. There you go. Lovely. And uh, Ian, you, you described the the title track as genius I last did. week. So, I did. So yep. So that will go to a really nice home. Yeah, so. I, I hope so. So have fun with that, guys. I guess we'll post the details on Instagram as well and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So um, you can find out actually how to enter and all that stuff there, and, and we'll obviously let you know who wins next week. I presume. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, great. So today's podcast is actually another new music podcast which we love it is yep um, you were saying this week you found maybe there wasn't quite so many of the like big names or very varied material or what were you thinking yeah it's just as we get closer to Christmas I guess people are either hibernating or they're kind of plugging their Christmas albums or yeah I, I don't know Just it was just a strange mix when I was kind of rummaging through it this week but I've, I do feel like we've found four interesting tracks to talk about yeah so I'm th- looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it too so the four tracks up for discussion this week are Hand Habits, El Michael's Affair, Silk Sonic and Modern Studies. Okay, so Hand Habits uh, with the track More Than Love. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, guys, so that track is called uh, More Than Love, and that is by Hand Habits. Um, so, yeah, pretty familiar sound to me, that. Mm-hmm. Um, not a band I'm familiar with, but definitely the sort of overall feeling um, and, you know, just the general texture and shape of the track I was I was very familiar with from a first listening. I've listened to it three or four times now, but from a first listen, I was immediately comfortable with what I was dealing yeah. with there. Um, so what do you think of them? No, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I'd, I'd listened to this album. The album came out on Friday. I listened to the album, uh, quite enjoyed it. And then I was in a record store on Sunday and this track came on, the opening track of the album. And I was immediately like, that's that Hand Habits track. Can I remember it? You know, it's yeah. kind of instantly memorable. And as you say, com- you feel comfortable with it. One of the things I really liked at the end of this track is the guitar playing. Yeah. Um, who is it that does the guitar playing? That's uh, Meg Duffy, who kind of spearheads uh, Hand Habits. And they're known for being an incredible guitar player. So they've played with Kevin Morby. They've played with War on Drugs. Mm-hmm. Played with uh, Wise Blood and Perfume Genius, who also appears on the album uh, Funhouse. Cool. No relation to the Stooges Funhouse. Quite, <laughs> quite, quite a different sounding record. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, the guitar playing is amazing, and it does have that familiar kind of warm uh, uplift to it. How that the, 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 when you're talking about it being very kind of comforting. Yeah, sorry for interrupting, but nice. how early in this review can I say Fleetwood Mac? Is it now? Yeah. <laughs> is it now? Is yeah, now okay? I know, yeah. I know, we were talking about Fleetwood Mac last week, we were, but yeah, yeah, this has definitely got some of that as well. It's got the Macs. It does, yeah. yeah but Especially I mean, when, when they became a little bit more polished, that kind of early yeah. 80s. Yeah, but it's, it's a great sound. It's a great sound. And I think like the early 80s is quite an interesting time period for mm. music because lots of the technology that had been, you know developmental in the 60s and 70s had kind of moved on and was becoming more and more you know widely available mm-hmm. and more acts were able to use it and so big big acts like Fleetwood Mac were able to afford all the latest stuff and this is just before the real real big impact of synthesizers yes. later yeah. so they were the polished sound was something that was really really people were just kind of coming to grips with mm-hmm. so i don't really have a problem with with bands aping that sound it no. makes a lot of sense to me no. it's it's a, it's a great time it has period. a really kind of streamlined quality to it yeah. And I think it's more anthemic than a lot of the Hand Habit stuff in the past as well. So I think it will find a bigger audience. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't familiar with Hand Habits too much. So I did a bit of background reading and I heard that their earlier stuff was a bit more bit more folky. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? And yeah. that there was elements more of, of, of synth and a sort of bigger, more polished overall sound. Um, so I'm quite glad to have jumped on at this point because this is a really good song. Yeah. Very digestible. I mean, this is something, and I don't mean to damn, damn the song with this, but. If you listen to this on Radio 2, you know, this would yep. be a perfect kind of Radio 2 mm-hmm. track and it could have, you know, it could meet, yeah, it could meet a young audience, but it could also meet a slightly older audience who would probably quite enjoy this type of thing. Yeah, and then yeah. as you get, you've got War on Drugs, they're just increasingly getting bigger and bigger. I think there's definitely an appetite for this kind of sound. Yeah. Thinking of the National as well. I think it just fits in perfectly with all, all of that world. A little bit of trying to model my own guitar sound on the war on drugs a little bit they use yeah. similar equipment and I try and think about like you know what th- those types of sounds spacey types of sounds so I didn't actually know cool. uh, they had played with war on drugs so that's something I'll have to scratch away at in the, yeah. in the week or two yeah. have you listened to the new war on drugs yet? Uh, we should probably review it <laughs> Some probably point. should um, I haven't yet listened to it no although I do really like war on drugs so mm. um, what's it like have you heard it? yeah it's it's kind of a continuation from the last one they're just they're, it's getting Sleeker and sleeker. Yeah, uh, it's for me the, the, the ideal point was lost in the dream. That was it had that kind of anthemic quality, but it had the textures and it had the motoric thing going on, yeah. and it had the spiritualized thing to a degree as well. And I just thought that was an amazing marriage that album. But I think that they're becoming a bit too slick for me, maybe, yeah. and they're as losing a, a little bit of that magic. Yeah, as a, t- a bit of a guitar nerd, like I love. All of the equipment they use they use all vintage like yeah. um, equipment, and it, they just create this like big spacey guitar sound, yeah. big Fender, clean Fender spacey sound. Um, even Johnny Marr uh, laterally goes for a similar sound. Yeah. He's away from his kind of more jangly sound from when he was younger, so even he's in the same kind of space. Um, so it's quite in at the moment. I yeah, think. I, and this new one, it's obviously the sound that. Adam from Warren Drugs wants to make it's just maybe not my thing as much. Yeah, well, I'll need so, to get into it. I'll need to get into it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this track um, is is good. I would say, and, and definitely a nice opener. And, um, so there's an album coming out, Andrew. Or yeah, it came it's out. out. So you said you said that already. I apologise. Yeah. No, you're fine. Yeah, well, it came out on Friday. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a strong record. Cool. I'll, I'll go and listen to it because I really like this track. So, so yeah, a good one to start with. Definitely. And now on to something... Completely different. <laughs> completely different. So this one, um, this is L. Michaels. Um, and the singer is singing in Hindi, am I right? That's that? right, yeah. And so her name is Pia Malik. Pia Malik. Pia Malik, okay. And the song is called Cham Cham. Here we go. That was El Michael's Affair and Paya Malik and Sham Sham. Yeah, it's a really cool track. And again, you've pulled one from somewhere. I don't know where that <laughs> one comes from. And again, it's something I would never, 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 ever would have heard this before, apart from your recommendation. So thank you. Oh, bro. Um, I'd love to hear more about them. Yep. Okay. So Leon Michaels is the guy behind El Michael's Affair and he's an amazing musician, amazing producer. And he just involves himself in lots of really, really interesting projects and he's really a prolific um, maker of music as well. And I've been following this stuff for quite a, a few years now. Yeah. And he, you're saying you've never heard of him before. There'll be loads of people listening to this that, that, that'll be into into this act from Instagram. 
he thinks he's an Instagram type person. V- yeah. Very much so. Yeah, these these records are really big on Instagram. Uh, it, it felt a little bit when he started out. It felt kind of novelty. So he kind of made his name by doing um, funk instrumental um, cover versions of Wu Tang. Yeah, I, saw, I read that online. Yeah, yeah. So he did the whole of the Into the Wu Tang album, and he's. Done, done a lot of that kind of stuff and it did as I said it did kind of feel kind of kitschy and kind of novelty at first even though it, sounded, it was amazing like yeah. really really well done but yeah more recently he's he's you know he's made more and more records of his own original stuff yeah uh, but he just pulls from all these different areas so he's done straight ahead kind of funk albums he's done Anatolian uh, kind of Turkish psych type stuff and working with Hindi musicians here as well. So, yeah, really interesting guy um, and amazing producer yeah. as well. And he just gets that vintage sound. Um, so this track itself, um, this is a it's kind of a leftover from, from the album that came out earlier this year called Yeti Season. So Yeti Season is one of my favourite albums of the year. Um, and... He's just done what, you know, you sometimes get these artists and they'll maybe just do like a wee EP at the end of the year just to kind of say these are kind of off cuts yeah. or these are the, just what, whatever's lying around this kind of thing. This is one of those. Yeah, a little bit. So the backing track was on the album as an instrumental um, called Perfect Harmony. And what he's done here is he's taken that instrumental and then Pia's added her vocals over the top of it. Yeah. So, But I think it works really well and it's really playful, really fun. And towards really the quite end, infectious. Yeah, very infectious. And towards the end, um, there's some like Ringo style drumming and sort of like sixties influenced psychedelia mm-hmm. um, and the instrumentation stuff, which I did not get straight away. Yeah. And I guess uh, some UK listeners, I would put myself in this bracket. I mean, I'm not familiar with listening to Hindi lyrics generally speaking. No. So there's a language barrier there. I, d- I obviously don't really know what she's talking about. But um, you're right, it's just kind of fun and playful and yeah. light. Um, so, yeah. So, but again, like a sort of one from the left field there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that album's out. That's been out for a while. So, yeah, Yeti Season came out in the middle of the year or something like that. And as I say, it has kind of picked up some traction. It it came out, there was a special edition of it that came with a, a kid's children's book. And it does have a kind of <laughs> playful quality to yeah. it, as I say. Um, I can see that. So and it's like it's called Yeti season. So the the book was all about the a ca- Yeti. A cartoon Yeti. <laughs> yeah, so it was cool. Um, so yeah, so that would definitely be one of my albums of the year. And um, we should say another kind of announcement: what we're going to be doing in December. Yes, uh, we're going to be doing a series of shows, uh, kind of linked in with um, my Instagram rundown. So every year I like to do a kind of rundown of my favorite albums of the year. Um, when got, you said this to me, you said I'm going to do like my top was like top thousands or something like albums of the year, but you've narrowed it down a bit. Well, it, it, it got a bit ridiculous last year. It was a top fifty-five of the year. <laughs> that was it. But that people seem it. to enjoy that, so I'm kind of thinking I'm going to do something similar this year, yeah. even though it's a bit mad. But Fifty-six or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, that would, that's giving me a wee bit of a sneak preview that Yeti season will definitely be in there somewhere. That's great. Um, yeah. So. We won't do all 56 tracks or whatever, but we'll definitely be Maybe. handpicking some stuff. We'll see. We'll and, see. Um, it'll be good to have a chat about some of the my favourite records. I'm looking forward to that yeah. because obviously we've only started this a few months ago, so yeah. I feel like I missed a bunch earlier <laughs> in the year, so I'm yeah. glad to go back and, and pick up on it. Um, cool. So what are they What are they doing now? So they've got this EP on the way or out? or Yeah, so it, it, I think they have managed to make it up to an album, so it's got like remixes and instrumentals and a few new tracks, a few left over. Um, and then I'm sure he'll be on to his next thing. He's been doing, I think he's he's, he's done some production work. There's a guy called Bobby Arroso, mm-hmm. who he's, do, he's done a record with as well. So yeah, he's a really interesting guy. And uh, yeah, just definitely check them out. It's great, great party music. Great yeah. to have on the background. The world feels like a better place with musicians like this, yeah. isn't it? No, like, totally. Not everyone can be bland and top so of the colourful. charts and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. so colourful. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Thank you, Andrew. Brilliant. Right, next. So this one is like, the the Spotify listing for this track has about 400 artists, but we're calling it Silk Sonic. <laughs> Silk Sonic's the project, yeah. Yeah, Silk Sonic, okay. Here we go. <coughs> Just made me feel. Mm. 
That was Silk Sonic, and the track was After Last Night, and that's just come off an album, a blockbuster album, I guess, uh, An Evening with Silk Sonic, um, which is the project of Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars getting together with some of their famous friends yep. and uh, producing a record of pure escapism. Yeah, that, that's how you would describe it. Escape. Have they described it as escapism? Um, is that your, your terminology? I think, I think I, well, that'd be my terminology, but that's the impression I get. I think they just wanted to kind of get away from you know, the kind of police killings, the pandemic, all that kind of stuff, and just make a proper, like, throwback party record. Yeah. I, I don't know where I am with it, because I really like Anderson Pack a lot. Um, and I, I don't know if you've seen... I don't know if you've seen the YouTube series Tiny Desk Concerts. I've seen some of them. You've I've seen, seen some seen of them, Anderson yeah. Pack. So it's ba- the concept of the YouTube show is basically, like, um, you, take a, you take an artist and you make them basically perform... At a desk, that's more or less it. Mm-hmm. And um, they have limited instrumentation, so on. Anderson Pack's Tiny Desk Concert is the best one. Really? Of right, any okay. of He's incredible. What's so good about it? Um, he is like, he is just like infectious personality. And then you can see his like unreal level of talent. I mean, 
I don't know if you've ever sat behind a drum kit, right? I find that at the concept of each of my four limbs moving in a different direction, mm-hmm. scary, right? And I can do it only a tiny little bit. And then if I was to try and also sing over the top simultaneously, right. it's like he just has a special talent to do this complicated thing. But it's more than that as well, um, because he's not just a performing, you know, person there. He's also like um, the personality that goes behind yeah. it. And he's the banter with the with the other, you know, the, the rest of his band and so on. Um, it's just the coolest. He just seems mm-hmm. like the coolest guy. That was my, f- I just stumbled across that a few years ago and then I started listening to his music. So I rate Anderson Pack incredibly highly. Cool. Bruno Mars on the other hand. <laughs> um, I just can't, I just can't stick Bruno Mars music. I just, I find the whole thing like sickly sweet, like the right. whole thing. Um, and so they've, they've, uh, when I heard they were getting, getting together, I thought, oh, well, let's, let's see where this goes. Um, it's interesting. I hadn't thought of it kind of as escapism, um, cause it, it just comes across a little bit more like parody to me almost. Okay. Um, you know, I start, when I listened to this track, I was just kind of thinking of, <laughs> when they're talking about all the sort of sexual stuff, mm. I was just sort of cringing a little bit. I was just going, like, Ugh. you know what I mean? It doesn't, it, I don't know why, but the sort of 70s version of that just seems a little bit more... I don't know, authentic or something like that, you know, like the Marvin Gaye or, you know, yeah. Teddy Pendergrass or Luther Vandross. I don't know why those are those in my head are kind of better or something or more authentic. I don't know what it is. I just think that maybe there was the opportunity for, here for them to do something new mm-hmm. um, and they instead looked backwards. And I don't know that... It, I, it's, this one isn't for me. I, I just don't think it's for me. I, okay. I can see the value in it. I can see that the production is like incredible... Obviously, Bruno Mars, despite my distaste for his music, is a very, very talented performer, mm-hmm. great singer, and so on. Um, Anderson Pack, we've talked about already. And the other folk on here, like uh, Bootsy Collins, sort of classic, obviously. But um, yeah, it's just not for me. This one, it just doesn't, it just doesn't, it just doesn't get me where I where I want it to get me. If you know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to start, stick up for this then. Yeah, I really, I really quite enjoy. I really enjoy the album. Have you, yeah. have you listened to any rest of it? I've heard a bit of it. Yeah, I've heard a few songs yeah. off it. Yeah. Because I don't listen to the radio that often, so I've not heard Leave the Door Open that many times. It still feels really fresh to me, and it's yeah. an amazing song when I've heard it. You look on uh, Spotify, 627 million listens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I don't know if everybody's already bored of that song, but I still think that's an amazing song. Uh, Skate and Smoking Out the Window as well. All the singles were brilliant, and... This this track is is kind of is number four on the record, and it's kind of one of the kind of kind of weirder, slower tracks in the middle. Yeah, but it's still got so many hooks in it. I it's very hooky. Yeah, it is. It uh, is. Uh, I, I think it's really really well done, and it is nodding to that kind of the sleazier. You know, when 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 kind of Philly soul goes into disco, that kind of yep. sleazy. But but I think it's it's kind of knowing. I'd, I'd say it's knowing rather than parody. I don't know if there's a difference there, but yeah. I, I think there is. And I think they're being playful with it. And when you get people like Thundercat and Bootsy Collins on, on board, they're, they're quite mischievous guys. I think it's I think it's just a fun track. Yeah. I, I do really like it. Maybe I'm overthinking it. No, I, no, I can I can see your criticisms, yeah. but I, I think it, I think it's good fun. Maybe the def, maybe the line between uh, playful and parody is just you know for the listener really mm. like it's just you know weird you are preferences are um i've never really been been into this kind of like this type of sleazy type of mm. uh, lyric and stuff like that it's just not really appealed to me for whatever reason um to me you're only like two steps away from cisco here you know what i mean right. um <laughs> which is probably not what they're aiming for uh, um put your phone away <laughs> <laughs> so i yeah so for me like i, I you know I do like this genre of music, but mm. just this end of it is is not really not really my absolute preference. Um, but again, I do want to I do want to emphasise the positives of this track because obviously it's very very talented people. The production mm. is yeah. exceptional; uh, like yeah. it's, it's flawless. Um, all the performances are great as well. So I'm not saying no one will enjoy yeah. this, and it's just not necessarily my yeah. my. Anderson thing. Pat was saying like, uh, you know, he was just blown away. With Bruno Mars, yeah. as as a, as a singer, and and just that uh, obsession with having hooks, like all the songs have, you know, hooks for days kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. No, I, I think it's a, a fun project. I do enjoy it. Yeah. I think the good news is, if you're an Anderson Pack enjoyer, like I am, um, he's probably gained a huge amount of exposure out of this. He's obviously, no, Bruno yeah, Mars totally. already a superstar. Mm-hmm. And Anderson Pack's not quite a household name, although he's popular so this will sort of yank him up the way I think and obviously with that number of 
however many millions of listens that was there. Oh, that's mad. So that'll it, it feels to it. me like, you know how you, you had like, uh, uh, apparently Dr. Dre was somebody that kind of okayed a lot of the tracks as well, like they yeah. play play him the tracks and he would kind of give it the kind of thumbs up. And it seems to me a little bit like his productions that he did for Snoop Dogg, but it's, it's them kind of doing their version of, it's, it's them doing a cover of the, the kind of Snoop Dogg version rather than a cover of... Par- Parliament or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, so in the same way that they would take Parliament and put a beat over it, they're taking the beat and the Parliament and doing their Just version doing of it together. It now. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool concept, and it's um, as you said right at the start of the review here, like. You know, they've thought about maybe all the sort of depressing stuff that's happened the last yeah. couple of years and they've thought, let's just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that you can't be negative. Yeah, that's good. the last track's called Blast Off and it is just like, let's just go, yeah, yeah, go into the galaxy kind of thing. Yeah, cool. Uh, good, so um, a mixed review from us, but um, plenty to enjoy there. And if, yeah. if that's your thing, then I imagine, if you're a Bruno Mars fan or you're an Anderson Pack fan, then there's plenty to enjoy there for everybody. Um, right, so from the sort of sleazy sexual <laughs> metaphors and innuendos of that last track to something again completely different. different um so we're going to listen to um wild ocean by modern studies who are scottish yes, yes. come on get in the scotland come on the scotland yay <laughs> <laughs> The 
Okay guys, so that track is Wild Ocean by Modern Studies. Um, so yeah, I have some conflicting feelings about that one, um, but I'd like to hear more about Modern Studies. A Scottish band that I have heard of, the Say, nominate, Say Award nominated, mm-hmm. um, and I would encourage people to go back and listen to our Say Award episode from a few weeks ago, um, where we reviewed the shortlist tracks, that's right, isn't it? The shortlist tracks yeah. before Mogwai ultimately won the, won the prize for this year. Um, so they were nominated a couple of years ago. Um, so they're a well thought of Scottish band. Yep. Yeah. And this is the first track from their, I believe it's their fourth LP. And um, I was a big fan of their record from 2018, Welcome Strangers. I think that was the second one. Um, and yeah, a really, a, a really kind of fine um, example of modern folk and there's kind of chamber pop influences as well. Yeah. They, and they've always got. They started off because the singer had bought a harmonium. Yes. So it's always got this kind of chugging organ drone going yeah. going through it, which I find really quite intriguing. And they do some interesting stuff with uh, rhythms and stuff as well. So their kind of phrase for themselves was a cosmish choral. So a kind of you know, you, elements of kraut rock, but then the 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 the, the back the back and forth response of the yeah. the, the, the kind of counterpoint vocals between the male and female, uh, and the other one was arts and arts and crafts work, <laughs> as well. It kind of shows the kind of the DIY nature of it, yeah, which I quite liked. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think they're really good at kind of evoking um, the Scottish landscape. I get a real kind of sense of you know this track's called Wild Ocean. I do get a sense of yeah, the kind of countryside and how it, the Scottish weather can be quite unforgiving. I kind of get that kind of uh, brutality t- to some of the stuff. There's like always that kind of lurking underneath the surface. I don't know if you get it quite as much in this track, mm-hmm. but I've definitely had it in some of the previous tracks. And they've got a kind of carnal quality to them as well, which I find quite interesting. Yeah, they can be quite yeah, they can talk about love and lust in quite a quite a grown up, quite brutal way sometimes, mm. which I find quite interesting. Well, that's not something I've heard. It's not something I've heard in this track. No. So, um, but yeah, I, I had quite conflicting feelings about this one because my conflicting feelings arose when, when I listened to the track for the first time, I immediately thought, I'm not too keen on this. And then on subsequent lessons, I, I found that the um, sort of the, the melody, I was sort of yeah. humming it and it was kind of weaving its way, mm-hmm. you know, into my brain a little bit. And it, it was with me. I'm still sort of humming it in my head now as we're yep. talking. Um, but I, I found the whole thing quite stiff. Um, and, and I found particularly the rhythm of this track. I know I know the purpose of it is to evoke and to sort of, you know, paint a picture. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to get like drumming from the Mars Volta or something in here. But I just found it incredibly one-paced and, and quite slow moving and not a lot of variety or change. Um, I just found the whole thing quite... I think stiff is the best word I've got for it. Just, I don't know, it didn't really... For me, the track didn't really develop um, in the way that you might have wanted it to. Um, And a great example of this is when the guitar solo arrives, um, about a couple of minutes in, Mm. um, I was really happy to hear the guitar solo because I thought, yay, like an electric guitar, good. This will bring the sort of energy up and the excitement up. And um, so they play this sort of, the, the solo, which is a kind of like a riff almost. Yeah. Um, and then... The guitarist sounds almost like a bagpipe. Bagpipes. That's a bit. Well, once he's played the solo, he or she has played the solo, um, they then play it again, but just in a higher octave. Mm. So it doesn't really, really move. It's not like they've developed to the second half of the, the solo. They've just done, they've just sort of thought, I'll just do that again, but higher. And that to me is not something I really enjoy hearing because 
when the like I say, and this was my genuine reaction, when the guitar arrived, I was like, good, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. This is going to take the track in a different direction. And then it just kind of just did the same thing a couple of times and then just sort of disappeared into the mix somewhere. So I, I wanted this to kind of go somewhere else. Um, and I like folk music, and we talked a couple of weeks ago about that guy, uh, Jake Xerxes Fussell, yep. whose track is also quite evocative, mm-hmm. and it's not not complicated musically, it's not got a lot of different instruments or whatever, um, and it doesn't develop a huge amount, but it, it, yeah. something about the, the earthiness, the connection you feel mm. with him and the lyrics, and this song's about a seismograph, and I don't even really know what that is. So I was immediately <laughs> switched off. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of I, I struggle with this one because there are elements it, that it, I really when like. When it's a band, they're kind of promising that it's gonna they're gonna take it bigger. Yeah, towards the end, and it maybe doesn't go as much. But hmm. yeah, I don't I don't think it. I think it's more about opening out rather than building up. If, if that makes yeah, sense. yeah, definitely if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, so. I, th- I think it's effective and as you say you do find yourself humming I do I can't deny it yeah it's got it's, it's warmed its way in um, and the, uh, when they when they posted this track they were they were boasting that it does have a chorus it's just that you have to wait four minutes for it to, for it to come in <laughs> yeah. so you do you get, do get the the kind of refrain at the end I also found the, the, end. the two vocalists are kind of strange as well like they don't sing right so they're not doing what Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack are doing which is singing separately right mm. so they're singing simultaneously and they're, they're obviously doing it well, right? They're, they're harmonising stuff. But they're not singing, like, actually absolutely at the same time. There's a kind of roughness to it, mm. um, which, remi- stick with me here, but it reminded me a little bit of, like, songs of praise, almost. <laughs> it was just kind of, like, uncool, in a way. I don't really know what I mean by that. It just it, This is a record to me that is just, does not care about sounding fashionable at all. Oh, no. no absolutely no. not. No. Um, and there are other Scottish acts who are very clever about going to the line of we're really unfashionable, but they're actually so unfashionable. Like Bell and Sebastian, for example, right? Is mm-hmm. sort of uncool in its own way, but it's actually so uncool that it's really, really hip. And I think like this is just it doesn't care about that at all. This is just <laughs> it's kind of like um, I don't know. Even the name Modern Studies, I don't know. There's something about that. Even yeah. the, tra- the track name and the, the, the art as well. It's just a sort of big grey blob, um, and I, so I'm really, I'm really conflicted about this because there's so much to to enjoy, and I like Scottish music, and I like folk music, and I like the guitar on this, well, half of it, and I just sort of, I don't know, I don't know what to think about this one. Okay, this one made me, this one made me think. Yeah, I'd encourage you to try some of their other stuff and see if you like it. Yeah, I, pro- I, I think, probably will. I think this maybe isn't their, their greatest track, but I'm. I'm pleased that they're back and yeah. there, there are elements of this track that I do like. Unlike uh, Cola last week, I won't be grabbing out my metronome for this one. This one <laughs> is uh, very easy to, to grab. But it did make me think this one um, and it's, it's, it's a really interesting track and as you said, it's very evocative. Mm-hmm. So it does it does make me close my eyes and think of like, you know, t- at the time I was on Sky or whatever and looking out to the sea. It, d- it does make me think about yeah. that type of thing and, and what is what is Scotland and, and all the, that kind of stuff. Very tasteful strings on it. Yeah, it's it's a well done track, but it's maybe just one that, um, yeah, it's maybe. Do you know what I think? I put it down to it's actually hard for me to love this track. I don't feel an emotional mm. connection to it, um, which I do with other things. In fact, the track that you've selected this week for our uh, our, our special nameless vinyl segment is is a track that I had an immediate emotional connection to. Um, do you want to tell us all about it? Sure. Yeah. So the album that I've chosen this week is "Take a Picture" by Margot Gurian. Um, so she sadly passed away, uh, aged 84, on the 8th of November and it was just announced at the weekend there. So I thought it would be quite nice to highlight her uh, only album. But it's become, it was an album that didn't really do much at the time when it came out in 68. Mm-hmm. But over the years has become a bit of a cult classic and uh, it's been reissued several times. And she, she talked herself about how, you know, around like the late 90s, um, people just kept coming up to and saying, oh, I love that record, or I found that record in, in the record shop or whatever. Like yeah. It was a kind of like unearthed treasure kind of thing, and she was just totally taken aback that, that people even cared. But no, it's, it's a brilliant record. Um, it's, that, it's that kind of period where pop was becoming, kind of splintering off into like sunshine pop and baroque pop, and it was bringing in elements of like jazz as well. I think she was married to a jazz musician as well. So it's, it's got all those kind of elements to it. But a really, really nice album. Um, and the track that I've chosen 
to a feature that's called Sunday Morning. Um, so Spanky and the Our Gang had a had a hit with that track, um, but I do prefer her version. And um, Sunbeam are, are a reissue label that have that, that have done um, her stuff. They they say that her best stuff is her demo stuff when she's really kind of stripped back. She mm-hmm. has a a really amazing player. She started off like a lot of these sixty musicians. She started off as a songwriter for hire, really, and then she got an opportunity to do this one album and yep. didn't really come to anything at the time. But it is a really revered record now. Yep. So, yeah, I thought just tip the hat to her this week and play a track from that record 100%. Sunday morning. Yeah, it has a huge amount of warmth. Yeah, it's really got all that kind of sixties cool. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic, yeah. So definitely. So just before we sign off, guys, if you enjoy our podcast, please um, come along to our website, www.buymeacoffee.com slash We Heard Wonders, where you can um, show us your love in the form of uh, coffee. Uh, and you can buy us a coffee if you enjoy the podcast. Yeah. So thanks very much if you do that. And also please continue to um, comment on our Instagram posts and uh, you know messages privately and, and talk to us on Twitter because we love that interaction that we get with you guys. Thank you very much. Um, and yes, yeah, so hope we've enjoyed this week's episode. And here we go with Margot Gurian. Here we go. There we go. Street, we can hear.